what began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators. A podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Welcome back to Our Young Creators, the podcast. I am so excited to bring you today's guest. I have been using his software now for probably over a year, and I can literally say that it has changed the way that I do business. More specifically, it has changed what I don't do in my business. It is my great pleasure to introduce Hanny Mora to all of you. Welcome, Hanny. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure being here. This is such a fun topic for me because ever since I found you and your software tools, it has literally been such a, an eye-opening adventure because hmm. I was creating tons of content. However, I was having to do a lot of manual back-end work to put that over on different platforms. Mm-hmm. Before we dive into your amazing software, can you give us a little bit of a background on how you got to be a software developer, what that pathway looked like for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been just tinkering with computers like all my life. I've been fortunate. My dad had a computer early on and, you know, he let us play on it and experiments. I've always been kind of computer techie. And then, you know, when I went off to school, I got, you know, got into computer engineering and just, I don't know, I'm not really sure how I ended up there, but that's something <laughs> I, I enjoyed. So I said, okay. So anyway, after I graduated, I got a job and was working as an engineer, software engineer. And then I got into like more management role, like project management and stuff. And then, I don't know, then one day, I don't know, I started a blog in 2009 and I, I, I love creating content and I love teaching people. And I had a really big passion for video. Like I've always been a video guy. I was this guy in the family is always making the home videos and we go on a trip and we come back and put all the video clips together. That was, that was me. I spent hours. I loved it. So anyway, I started a blog about video. I teach people how to make video and then using YouTube as a marketing tool and got into more of the SEO and YouTube. Anyway, long story short, um, a couple of years later after blogging, I just like, I didn't feel like creating a course is kind of my thing. I'm a software engineer how do I use my skills and my passion of video and software? I just said one day, I got to create a software for video. I didn't know what it was. I just knew I had to create it. And then I kind of reached out to my followers on my email list and reached out to kind of my own process of what do I do every day? And I said, I, I hated the process of going to 
uh, uploading a video to YouTube and then going to my blog and then making a blog post and then copying the embed code. So the process of getting the video onto my website was a pain and not pain, <laughs> just annoying. It seemed like this is something I should be automated. And that was my first uh, WordPress plugin is automatically take my YouTube videos and make them into blog posts. And that's how I got into this, where we are today. I mean, there's all three or four years of doing uh, from, from YouTube. We went to podcasting, podcasting, went to Facebook live. I was sticking in the WordPress space because blogging was something I was doing. And then with the latest software, I kind of reached out beyond WordPress. I thought, how do we get our content Mm -hmm. across platform, not just to your blog? So that's what the repurpose.io is, is all about is getting your content to different platforms. So the whole premise is like to summarize all this, I've always loved automating and partially because I was lazy. (laughs) Make the content once or upload it to one place and have it go to other places, including my own blog automatically. And that's what all my tools do. That's so great. And and I'm I'm giggling a little bit because when you said you're kind of lazy, yeah. I have to say I'm the same way. I want to do something once and, and use it lots of different ways and at different times. So I think that's why when I found your software, I was like, hallelujah. Somebody else already thought about doing this because I don't want to do this. I have no idea how to make that happen. So when I found your tools, I just thought oh, life just became so much easier and grander because now I can really focus on what I love to do and that is share content and like you to educate others how to make processes simpler and really how to make things work in their lives and make it not feel like work but more like play. Exactly. And you made, you made a very good point because when you know you have a big long checklist of manual things you need to do it almost demotivates you from actually creating the content because you know you have all this other work you need to do. But knowing that you just got to focus all your energy on making content, whether you're interviewing, making a video, focus on that, deliver the best you can, and the rest will be handled automatically or almost fully automatically. Knowing that just helps you be more motivated to create more content. Right. It's almost like that gray cloud is lifting and all of a sudden here's the sunshine again and you can you can be in a space where you love doing what you do and the rest of it just kind of happens magically in the background. And and that, my friends, is the, the best part about being able to repurpose. For so long, I spent all the time, like Hanny did, with downloading and uploading. And we live in a small town, so internet speed is really, really slow. So literally, I sometimes have to put on one laptop Okay, I'm going to upload a video on this computer and then, you know, try to go to a different internet connection and download a video on this one. And it was just such a labor and, and soul sucking process because I couldn't use the computer because it was just like being so bogged down by these big video files in particular. So I love that. I want to go back kind of to the beginning too and talk about your journey as a kid because I think now with kids having so much access to technology, you know, it's second nature for them to grab their phone and take a selfie or to make Mm -hmm. a video and to share their message with the world, you know, in their own circles. What I love to be able to do is help kids take that love of their technology and the desire to use those devices and turn it into creation time where they can start learning to cultivate and craft their own futures and take their own path and then be able to go out there and serve others with what they learn from us. So I want parents who are listening to, to hear this because 
it's really easy to take these devices away from our kids. It's really mm-hmm. easy because they're, it seems like they're just sucked into this vortex of time and space and there's nothing else but this device. What I love about your story is that you were always making videos. You were doing these things from when you were little. And all along the way, there were these little milestones, little signposts that ultimately led you to what you're doing today. And for the kids listening, I want them to take away that if there's something that you're loving doing, it could be video, it could be audio, it could be creating websites and coding. Those things can absolutely take you to that next step and lead you down a career path that you probably can't even imagine right now. Yeah, exactly. You don't even know. Like, I had no idea that my passion for video was going to lead me to creating software for video. But that's, you don't know. But you just do what you love and you're doing, you're, you're excited about it and you're having a good time. And, and I just kept doing it because I was, I was enjoying myself. So, yeah, definitely my daughter actually two days, I'm not kidding, two or three days ago, she asked me, I want to start a YouTube channel. She's nine. She's like, I want to start a YouTube channel. How do I do that? And we've already like a couple of years ago, already worked on editing her first video. I showed her how to record and edit and, and she's like getting into it. And she has, she started a blog. We started a blog a couple of years ago as well. She's not active on it, but I think video, you see more, like she see the final product and you get to mm-hmm. work on it. So I think videos is like, to me, it's exciting because I like video. So I'm happy to sit with her and show her how to use iMovie or whatever tools she wants to use to just tinker, just tinker around. That's the key is to tinker around. Don't be afraid. Let your kids tinker. Obviously, you want to yes. supervise them and help them. <laughs> and, but let them tinker. Let them explore and see what they like and see what, what they don't like. Yeah, and I would love at some point to bring your daughter on to an interview as well and talk to her so she can let other kids know what she's doing and let them know that it's possible. Because I think that I hear, I hear the, the phrase, I want to be a YouTuber all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I have an 11-year-old and I have a 14-year-old and they're friends and they all want to be YouTubers. And, you know, while on one hand it makes me a little bit nervous because they don't necessarily have people in their lives who can guide them down the proper path to making that be a really productive and successful thing. You know, they're, they're tinkering in the background and, you know, there's lots out there. So as parents, yeah, it's definitely a hard choice to be able to say, okay, we're going to create this YouTube channel. And now my kid is going to be on video and do all these things. And, and parents definitely are concerned about that. However, if they're finding mentors out there who are already doing it and are being very, very conscientious about teaching kids how to do it properly because what goes on the internet stays there forever now. Mm -hmm. So to really be thinking about in 20 years, would you be proud of what this thing is that you created and look back. So I think that uh, what you're doing is such a gift to your daughter because I think there's some research out there that, you know, in 20 years, 65% of the jobs we have now won't exist anymore. And these kids are going to have to navigate a world where they're going to have to be really resourceful and really creative and really carve out their own path that makes sense for them so that they can serve the world as they're meant to. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And she's like, she sees me what I'm doing. She sees me podcasting. I got a microphone and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> podcast. Oh, what's a podcast? And then we, you know, a couple of years ago, we spent time, we recorded a couple episodes. I never published them, but we recorded and we went through the process. Just exposing them gets them interested. So that, you know, I let my daughters get involved. I have two daughters. My youngest one, she's almost six and she hasn't really 
she knows what podcasting is. She hears me. She sees my shirt. <laughs> she knows that I'm into podcasting, but I don't think she understands. But my nine-year-old, for the past couple of years, she's been always asking, oh, podcast, oh, video, oh, let's edit a video. So she's taken even coding a little bit. I explained to her coding. Wow. I, do, I write apps, right? I have an app. Oh, app, you know, because to her, an app is an iPhone app, right? So I'm like, oh, I make apps, but for the computer. Oh, Okay. So, and then we go to the Apple store and they play around with the coding games a little bit, the logic games. So I'm trying to expose them to a lot of different things and see where, where they, I'm not going to force them to go one way, but expose them and let them decide kind of what's fun for them now and, and, you know, give them opportunities to explore that further. And that's so great. Like you said, you're exposing them. You're literally opening this door and saying behind door number A, you have this option mm-hmm. behind door number B is this. And we keep going down the road until we find that thing that resonates most with them, that they're enjoying the most that they could really dive into a little deeper. And, and that's what I, that's what I love to, to do for kids. And I love seeing that the, the light coming on mm-hmm. in their eyes and yes. their excitement, and they start to, to dream bigger and think bigger. And that's such a good thing for us because they're going to be these leaders for this, these next generations. We're going to be living in that world. So definitely being able to give them options and opportunities and experiences where they can really start to, to dive into what they're good at is really one of the, the, the best things we can give to our kids. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I would love to dive into what is repurposing? What does that word mean? And how can my listeners then be able to get a good picture of what, what it can do for them? Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, the definition of repurposing is taking a single, from a content, like content creation perspective, taking a single piece of content and converting it well, distributing it and converting it to different platforms so other people, so more people can consume it and, and whether watch it or listen it. Because for, like, let's take an example. You do a video, whether it's a video on Facebook, you upload or a Facebook Live video. You, you, there's many things you can do with that video. You get amazing attention from Facebook once you, sorry, once you go live. And then uh, after that, it's kind of gone. And then people may miss out on this content. Like no one's going to see in their feed. So, but if you have a copy of that on YouTube, YouTube is a search engine. YouTube has longer life, long, longer longevity for your content. People can find them more easily. So putting a content on YouTube, getting a Facebook live, taking the audio piece, putting it on a podcasting platform. So it shows up on iTunes and other, other directories. It's another way of getting your content out to people who don't surf on YouTube or don't hang out on Facebook, but, they're looking for some content on their um, mobile device or on their computer that they want to listen to. So by getting your content on different platforms and in different formats, then you get more exposure, but also more people can consume your content without, you don't have to worry about where they're hanging out. You just put it out on all different platforms and people will find it. And the last place you want to do, like let's say you have a Facebook video, you want to make as a blog post. So if you have a blog or you don't have a blog, you should definitely start a blog. Basically, you want to have your own home base where you can interact and get email addresses and just, and just have a two-way conversation with visitors. And you're, the best place to do that is on your own turf, which is your own website or, or blog. So making a blog post, putting the video on there, it's definitely a, a kind of the third platform. So taking one video, you can have a blog post. You have it show up on Facebook. 
because you do it live on Facebook, let's say. You have it on YouTube, which lives longer as a video. You can have it as an audio podcast, and you can have it as a blog post. And with the software, with the repurpose software, you can automate pretty much all those steps. So yeah, you want to be, yeah, you want to, you want to be out. You don't want people to come find you, go to the platform where your content is. You want your content to be available on the platform where they hang out. Yeah. And it's so similar to the different ways we all learn. Some people like to listen to stuff. Some people like to read it. Some people like to watch a video. Other people want to do all of those things, which happens on the blog. Mm -hmm. So I think that, yeah, being able to take one piece of content and then maximize it. We're not going to go and let it die someplace on a platform, try to send traffic to someone else's platform because it's not really our traffic. We definitely at some point want them to come back to our own websites to, like you said, engage with us connect with them, build a relationship with them. And then if they're connected with us there, they can be part of our relationship building in our email lists and beyond. So I think that what you've created is such an invaluable tool. And if people are listening and you're doing a live video, but it's not going anywhere else, you definitely want to check out repurpose.io because it's going to change your life. It's going to expose you to new audiences that are hanging out on those different platforms mm-hmm. from YouTube to iTunes to Spotify. All those different platforms are a reality from one singular video. Yes, yes. And uh, even the other way around. So if you're a podcaster, you're not quite making videos yet, but you do have an audio podcast, you want to go beyond the audio podcasting platforms like uh, you know, like iTunes and and uh, Spotify and those. You wanna you wanna make that audio into a video and put it onto YouTube, put it onto Facebook. So you want people to consume the content on those platforms. And I, I say Facebook a lot because not many people are doing it, not putting the video version on Facebook. And the thing about Facebook is people Facebook doesn't like links. So by putting links back to your website. A, most people are not going to click that link. And B, uh, Facebook doesn't like you putting links for people to leave Facebook. They want people to stay on Facebook. But by uploading a video on there, video version of your podcast, which is something that Repurpose can do automatically. You don't have to be in it. It just takes the audio. It puts a nice image and some animations. They can listen to it right on that platform. And Facebook loves video. So it's going to give your your video post a lot of attention as well in the news feed. So the fact that they can consume the content on the platform they're on without leaving is very, very important. And that's a really, really good point too, because I know I see a lot of Facebook pages where I used to do the same thing before I found out about not doing this anymore, Mm -hmm. that I would link people to different articles, to my website, to do different things. But yeah, the engagement and the interaction of that was pretty small because it's not native to Facebook. So I think it was not getting very preferential treatment. It was getting pushed to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And those things that were happening live or uploaded directly, even those YouTube videos uploaded directly from a computer, were getting better engagement that I noticed than trying to link out somewhere else. So it's a really important takeaway. Yeah, definitely. Especially on Facebook. Um, They prefer you put the content on their, on their platform. And, and, and no, the only way you can do that right now is video. You can't upload audios to Facebook. So definitely take advantage of that option if you're a podcaster and have an audio co- or any kind of audio content. 
definitely convert it to a video and put it on Facebook. Perfect. I actually connected with a friend, Sasha Gray, and we were talking about this audio thing on Facebook, how it was there for a while and people were loving it. Those of us who do a lot of audio mm -hmm. content already were loving it. And then it disappeared because I think it was a pretty underutilized resource that they created that people, they didn't see people using it. So yeah. she actually showed me a cool workaround for getting audio using kind of like what you do. She's popping a still image in the background and then being able to, to do a voice overlay, which is really interesting. She walked me oh, through the process cool. the other day and okay. I thought, that's really smart. So maybe that's we cool. need to automate this. I need to connect you two <laughs> <laughs> so that we can make that happen because yeah, there are some days, as I do a lot of video, but there are some days where I just want to do audio. So yeah. there has to be a better way to be able to, to do streaming audio on yeah. a platform like Facebook. So I'm hoping they bring it back. If not, though, I hope that you'll have something maybe in, in the works down the road yeah. that we can be able to enjoy yeah. um, the suite of products that you yeah. offer us. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's a great point. Like sometimes you're right, you don't feel like, necessarily ready to be on camera or don't have the <laughs> space or maybe you're just not in the mood to be on camera but you yeah. still have content you want to share you definitely want to keep putting content out there so that's a great idea so if there's someone out there who is listening who is thinking oh this sounds really good i like this idea of repurposing what is something that you could recommend that they do today that can help them down this path to repurposing their content um basically kind of what I, what I tell people is to kind of make a little roadmap and not roadmap, sketch out what you want to do. So like you said, you want to be intentional with the content you create. So when you create a piece of content, um, let's say, I mean, Facebook live honestly is the easiest way to go to do a video because a, you don't have to, you don't have to record it and then edit it. Editing is a pain and you need yeah. tools and, and the fact that it's live, people know, Hey, I'm live. A, I'm going to get a lot of attention from Facebook feed. Uh, like I'm going to show more, more people's feeds. But B, it's live. So if you make a mistake, you know, it's live. It's, it's expected that nothing's going to go perfect. So that's good. So you can feel more comfortable just be yourself, do the video. Um, and don't worry about like how many people watch the video live. Like sometimes if you get one or two people hop on, don't feel discouraged by that because it's still going to show up in the feed within the, like, I don't know, I don't know the exact algorithm, but it will show up a little bit later for others and some will watch the replay. But then, so, you know, I would say do Facebook Live. That's the easiest way. Mm -hmm. And then take that Facebook Live, put it onto YouTube. Um, you can download it off of Facebook and upload it, or you can use the tool like repurpose.io, which will do that for you automatically. Either way, get the content onto YouTube because that's, that gives it, that extends the life of the video. And then if you have an audio podcast and, or, you know, you want to get into audio, which I recommend as well, can, Take that, take the video, strip out the audio, and add it to a, an audio podcast. Uh, if you don't have a podcast, maybe thinking of starting one, um, I would, I would do it. Uh, but again, I would. If you don't have the audio, you can skip the audio piece for now. That's fine. But just definitely get the video onto YouTube. And then the the last thing I would do is just make a blog post. Make a blog post, embed the video from Facebook or from YouTube, if you already have it on YouTube, embed that video, write a little bit about it in the description and uh, have that piece of content on your site because the, just kind of like those are like, to me, the three, getting on YouTube, getting it on audio podcast and getting on your blog are just like the bare minimum. Like you want to do that, <laughs> at least do that. And uh, with a tool like Repurpose, 
it will help you get that into an audio podcast and we'll help you get that onto YouTube. And then if you, to get onto your blog, we have a few other tools that are WordPress based. So if you have a WordPress blog, we have a couple of plugins that will take the Facebook live or YouTube video and put it on your site automatically. Um, so yeah, YouTube audio and uh, blog posts. Those are like one content. Yep. It goes on three platforms, at least three platforms. So, Yes, and that's so brilliant. And I know that you interviewed Bonnie Bruderer of Binge mm-hmm. Networks. And I know that I signed up on as a partner with her as well. So now we can use your software again to go connect with her and then be on 50 more channels. Yes. As a content creator. So talk about the ultimate repurposing. So we're talking going from four, all of a sudden adding 50 more. Yeah. That's that's pretty spectacular. Again, from one piece of content, whether that's audio or video, yeah. that's a huge win for somebody who is maybe just starting out thinking about getting into podcasting or doing vlogging or something along those lines. Yeah. That opens up so many channels immediately. We don't have to go seek these things out. Your software can automate to those platforms. Your software can also automate to a place like Dropbox. So it's stored there properly. And you don't have to do the download upload cycle as well. Yeah. So I just think it's such an exciting time now to be a content creator. And like you said, if you don't have a podcast, definitely start one. Because I think everyone has an important message to share. And what I love about podcasting, for me particularly, is that we use a lot of video and then take the audio out of that. But I have my kids come on and do things with me from doing my intros and outros to doing things for me. And what I love is that this platform of podcasting becomes our digital scrapbook. You know, Mm. 10 years from now, I can come back and listen to their little voices when they're this age, Mm. you know, and track that through the years. And I can start, you know, we can start recording family history and we can start preserving our adventures on vacations or maybe we're homeschoolers. There's so many possibilities with the podcast these days, and I think there's an audience for everyone. So I think I'm with you. I think everyone should have a podcast, whether they're, you know, a solopreneur, have a family, are working in nine to five. There's a reason to podcast for everyone, because I think the possibilities of doing that and of of serving others through our messages um, is such a a beautiful thing that we can all contribute into the world, and it's going to come back in dividends. Yeah, absolutely. Podcasting is an amazing platform, and and it's not it's not much extra work, especially with with a lot of the tools out there now. You can automate a lot of the steps so that you can have a content that's on Facebook come up to be a podcast right away if you wanted to. So it's not there's no no more excuses. Is what I'm trying to say <laughs> no more excuses. I don't have time to make a podcast. Yes, no excuses <laughs> is right because I think that some people go to hit the record button and something stops them. Yeah, and I know I, I get it. It's scary to hear your voice played back. That's probably the scariest thing in the beginning is that little piece. (laughs) But then also being scared of people criticizing or judging. And that's just part of life. And we just have to know that whatever feedback, you know, we get, it's on the other person. It has nothing to do with us personally. We can't take that personally because if we do, none of us would ever do anything. We would never get out of bed in the morning 
let alone create a podcast. So definitely do what Hanny says, you know, start this podcast. If you have questions about that, I'm going to, in our show notes over on our website, ouryoungcreators.com, I am going to make sure I put all of Hanny's contact information there, all of his resources. I also have additional tools. I have this beautiful pod flow, we call it, which is basically what you described, where we start in the middle with a video and then we go to all these different things. And it's just the flow that we go through every single week. And it's very, very easy. Almost all of it is automated just to make that podcast happen. And I also have some resources there for you. If you need to know how to get the video into an audio format, it's much more simple than you probably think it is. So, so easy. Hanny, as we're ending our time together today, I know you're so, so busy. What is one last piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with today? So me, content is, people say content is king. And it's it's true. It's the content that really counts. Uh, Don't worry about what your hair looks like or what kind of camera you're using, uh, what kind of microphone you're using. That's, that's, you know, it adds to the, to, the, to, the, to the video or the audio, but it's not, if you're getting started, just focus your energy on planning out the content that you want to deliver per episode and also like stay on a particular topic. Like if you're doing a podcast or a series on a certain topic, keep your episodes or your videos related to that same topic and not, don't jump around too much because you might lose audience, you might start losing people's attention because they, they started listening because you talked about this piece of content that's say podcasting. All of a sudden you're talking about, you know, doing jogs or going jogging or something. And people are like, Oh, what's going on? That's not what I'm here for. So be consistent with your content in terms of content type and also consistency on, on a schedule, like put yourself on a schedule, deliver content and don't worry about what you look like. Don't worry about too much about the sound quality too much. Because you'll improve over time. Mm-hmm. And then don't worry about people not listening. Like people get discouraged. Hey, I went, did a Facebook Live. Only one person showed up. So what? That's not the end of the Facebook Live. People are going to watch the replay. It's going to go on to other platforms. People are going to consume that content. If not now, they can do it later. So don't, don't get caught up with numbers, especially in the beginning, because it takes time to, to grow your audience. So focus on the content. Like Just deliver your best content. Because like you said, it lives. Content lives on the internet forever. (laughs) Absolutely. And those are such great pieces of advice about don't worry about the small stuff. It'll Mm -hmm. all fall into place as you continue along this journey. And then the content, what you're sharing with people needs to be of value to them and it needs to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Doing a podcast once one week and then waiting three weeks and then doing another one is definitely not going to serve anyone. It's going to discourage us as content creators because there will be less, fewer people tuning in because they don't know when you're coming on next. So definitely content is king for sure. And being of value and of service to somebody, even if it's one person, focus on that one person whose life will be impacted positively by what you're sharing and all the rest, my friends, will absolutely fall into place. Yeah, it, it really does. It doesn't, it sounds like a cliche, but it really does. Like when I was blogging, I was blogging and I was getting no comments and I didn't know why I was blogging, but I started building an audience of a few people who liked what I was teaching. And then 
know, one thing led to the next. Like things, doors open when you produce content and you share knowledge or you share experiences. So don't get caught up in that this current moment. Just keep being consistent and keep doing it. And over time, you'll you'll see results. Doors will open. Opportunities will come your way and your audience will grow. Beautifully said, my friend. I want to thank you so much for your time today. And if people have more questions for you, where can they find you? Um, I hang out on Facebook, Twitter, but if you go to hanimora.com, it's H-A-N-I-M-O-U-R-R-A.com. On the bottom, there's a link to my Facebook, Twitter, a blog that I had, and uh, my email? No, maybe not my email, but you can connect with me on Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> Um, you know, I'd be happy to, to help out in any way. Perfect. And I will, of course, put all of those contact pieces onto our website on the blog for this episode so people can click directly to you so they don't have to go searching for anything. But I just want to thank you from the very bottom of my heart because the software that you've created has literally changed everything in my business. You know, I'm not having to spend time on doing the unimportant things. I can now focus on sharing a message and sharing content. And that is such a good place to be. And it's because of your software that I'm there. So thank you so, so much from me personally and from everyone who uses your software, because I think what you're doing is impacting the world in a big way. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for the word. That's amazing. (laughs) Just made my day. Before you head out on the rest of your day, I want to ask you a question. What are you going to do with what you've learned on this podcast? Are you going to store it inside of your phone and have it there as a reminder of things you want to do? Or are you going to take action? If your answer is taking action, then I invite you to join us inside of Ninja School. We just opened the doors last week, and this program was developed because of all of the questions we kept getting asked about how the heck do we get our message on so many different platforms. Inside of Ninja School, it's all about taking massive action. Not only are we going to learn the tactical aspects of incorporating some tools and software into our businesses, we're also going to dive into a bit of strategy so that there is a reason why you're sharing your message and you're wanting to get it on more platforms. Now look, I know summer is coming up and you probably want to work a little bit less inside of your business. I totally get it. And if that is you, you definitely want to join us in Ninja School because we're going to learn to automate the process of getting our message on multiple platforms. And we're talking 50 plus. And we're going to be able to do it in less time than you're probably taking right now to get on just a handful. If this sounds like something you're ready to incorporate into your business to free up time and to reach more people, then my friends, I invite you to head over to bit.ly forward slash OYC Ninja. And I look forward to helping you holding your hand, and taking massive action together. 
head over to bit.ly slash OYC Ninja. Cheers, my friends.